0: Chapter Twenty of One Thing Needful. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. One Thing Needful by Mary Elizabeth Braddon. I go to gather the sacred knowledge. Lashmar had his phaeton at the door, and they drove off to Thorley Common and the muddy accommodation lane, which led to Missus Minchin's dreary abode a house built in the reign of george the fourth square unpicturesque flat and uninteresting such a house as the small country squire of that unesthetic epoch deemed all sufficient for comfort and delight it was one of those houses of which even the house-agent could say nothing better than that it was roomy they were shown into the dismal drawing-room again no fire it was natural that the spirits should be indifferent to atmosphere but mrs minchin must surely have suffered as a mortal if ever she sat in the damp and chilly apartment they waited about ten minutes which seemed fifty to lashmar's impatience and then the door opened lashmar starting at the sound as if it had been the veil of the temple rent in twain so highly strung were his nerves and two rather commonplace-looking ladies entered the room the first was a little old woman in a skimpy black silk gown a sort of gown which such old ladies wear from year's end to year's end till it drops to pieces a little old woman with a narrow pinched little face and watery eyes with red rims to them and a sharp nose the second was a girl of middle height very fair with insipid flaxen hair dull and dead-looking as tow and the most expressionless countenance lashmar had ever seen it had no more meaning than a log if this was the mortal with whom spirits love to hold commune they had indeed strange predilections lord Lashmore introduced himself and then mr nestorius at that distinguished name the little old lady brightened and became slightly flustered but the name evolved no ray of intelligence in the wooden visage of the girl i hope your lordship's distinguished friend does not come here to scoff said mrs minchin looking at the distinguished friend and not at lashmar mr nestorius explained that there was nothing further from his thoughts than scoffing he was a man open to all impressions an earnest inquirer into all creeds if the spirits revealed themselves they would find him sympathetic you look it said the old lady gazing up at him admiringly i can see faith and enthusiasm in your face begin griselda begin she added with an excitable air your young friend's name is griselda asked nestorius her real name is sarah ann curtis replied mrs minchin griselda is the name the spirits gave her when she first came to live with me i think it must have been chosen because of her patience in waiting for hours in silence and contemplation it is the name by which she is known in the spirit world nestorius and Lashmar were both gazing earnestly at the young lady so baptized it taxed their faith considerably to be told there could be sympathy and communion between this stolid looking creature and the world of disembodied souls never did any human countenance seem more of the earth earthy have you been long in communication with the spirit world asked Lashmar. a slight but curious twitching disturbed the wooden composure of griselda's face as she replied like a faint reminiscence of st vitus griselda told them how the spirits of the dead had been her frequent visitants from the time she came to live with mrs minchin how they had held converse with her and had revealed secrets which she dared not impart to mortal ear she trembled visibly as she spoke of those revelations and the twitchings about her pale expressionless eyes became more marked in all these spirit communications have you ever received any message of practical value asked nestorius but this question seemed outside griselda's power of apprehension she only stared blankly at the inquirer those communications are not to be measured by the common standard said mrs minchin tartly if you mean to ask whether the spirits have ever named the winner of the derby or prophesied a rise in railway shares no decidedly no and i should cease to believe in them if they lowered themselves by any such paltering with grosser things then i fear the spirits will not be able to help me said lashmar i am troubled by the disappearance of some one who is very dear to me do you think the spirits will tell me how to find her try the slate griselda said mrs minchin and the medium silently proceeded to obey first she drew forward an old-fashioned pembroke table covered with a green cloth of particularly philistine pattern she took off the cloth and put up the flaps of the table leaving all clear beneath then from another part of the room she brought two ordinary school slates a small basin of water and a sponge and carefully washed both slates before the eyes of lashmar and nestorius who watched as intently as if this slate-washing had been the most delicate of surgical operations when the slates had been dried griselda allowed the neophytes to examine them while she produced a crayon box containing some odd bits of slate pencil about the third of an inch long will the spirits write upon the slate with one of these pencils asked nestorius yes a spirit will write you can choose a piece of pencil thanks may i mark it certainly nestorius took out his penknife and notched an in upon the bed, butt-end of the pencil the girl placed four chairs round the table then she put one slate on the top of the other with the marked pencil lying in the hollow space between the two frames then mrs minchin nestorius lashmar and griselda sat round the table holding each other's hands the medium giving lashmar her left hand while with her right she held the slate under the table her right thumb showing above the table griselda then told lashmar to ask a question have you the power to answer my question he asked there was no reply it seemed as if the spirits were offended at the sceptical tone of the inquiry they waited for some time in silence and then the medium suggested that lashmar and nastorius should change places whereupon nastorius placed himself next to the medium and held her hand in his two minutes afterwards they heard a violent scratching on the slate when they looked at it there appeared the following words between great minds in all worlds there is communion nelly the left hand of the medium had been held in that of nestorius all the time the thumb of her right hand was visible on the table it was or seemed to be impossible that the hand so engaged could have written on the slate the message was flattering to nestorius but somewhat futile the signature had a frivolous air which repelled Lashmar. who is nelly he asked discontentedly she is one of my guides answered griselda gravely the spirits are here and will answer ask what you will you can write your questions on a slate if you like and no one here need know what you ask she gave lashmar another pencil out of her crayon box and unseen by the rest he wrote his question on one of the slates is it necessary that the slates should be underneath the table asked nestorius could they not be held above it yes answered griselda above the table if you like at her direction they all stood up in a circle and held the double slate above the table for some minutes there was silence then there came the scratching sound as before and lashmar felt the vibration of the slate as the pencil travelled along it then came three sharp taps with the pencil signifying that the message was finished lashmar turned the slate with feverish eagerness the spirit message was written in a corner the writing the reverse way of the medium's position if she had written those characters she had written them upside down but it seemed to lashmar and nestorius impossible that she could have written them standing as they all stood holding the slate above the table it seemed beyond the power of the cleverest prestigiator who ever lived to produce that writing or direct that pencil look for her among the dead that was the message lashmar turned white and sick as he read conjuring trickery parlour magic sham of whatever order the thing might be his heart sank within him at a reply which seemed the fulfilment of his darkest fears he held the slate towards nestorius pointing to the words with tremulous finger and the statesman's pale cheek blanched a little as he deciphered them have you any other question to ask inquired griselda with an exhausted air while mrs minchin looked on rapturously proud of the effect these spirits had produced no i will ask no more said lashmar it is holding communion with the devil and then he faltered a hasty expression of gratitude to mrs minchin looked with undisguised horror at the wooden-faced medium bowed hastily to both and hurried out of the room don't be frightened or disheartened said nestorius when they were in the hall waiting for his lordship's to drive up to the porch there may be nothing in it a mere clever trick perhaps which we are not able to discover trick or no trick it is diabolical muttered lashmar how came that devilish pencil to put my worst fear into words a fear i have hardly acknowledged to myself such things must come from direct traffic with satan i begin to think our ancestors were not such fools as we take them to have been when they burnt witches and as for urbane grandeur i dare say he thoroughly deserved the stake End of chapter twenty